BillyGoat.com. What? Promo code MPPOD. What? 10% off your order. What? Go there now. Give me a hell yeah! Hi, everybody! You're listening to the MNP Podcast with your host, Doyle. Doyle, I got a feeling your whole family's going down. And Jeff. Okay. <laughs> Jeff. Okay. So I guess we'll just do this the boring way. Welcome back to episode 22 of the broad... Oh no, it's the MNP Podcast because Drew ruined the old one. Hey everybody! Hope you had a great Memorial Day. If you listened to our mailbag episode, you would know that all of those questions were totally real and not fake at all. And I learned that AI has a pretty reasonable take on most things Flyers related. Um, so Doyle, you're back. Did you get a chance to listen to our, our mailbag episode? Uh, some of it I did, yes. Didn't you think that the AI was metered in its response saying things like one person does not affect a whole team when that guy asked if Claude Giroux was a bad captain? Yeah, I thought that was very measured. Yeah. I think we should just hire we should just hire AI as our third host. <laughs> also said that it's very unfair of Kevin Hayes uh to judge him by his contract. And I I was like, wow, this AI is making a lot more sense than most of Flyers Twitter. So that's <laughs> surprising to me. That I feel like they fed Twitter into this robot to answer those questions and it came out seeming more cohesive and comprehensive than most of the mouth breathers that are knuckle dragging their way through this summer. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wonder what chat or what AI would have, um, what their opinion would be on Andrew McDonald. Well, uh, let me tell you, I made an account because they have to keep track of all your <laughs> searches. I guess. So when the machines revolt and they're like, Oh God, why were you asking me about weird anime questions? They know who to kill first. Uh, All right, so let's see. We'll ask him a new question. What, ChatGPT, how do you feel about Andrew McDonald's, uh, what is it, $25 million contract? Say $30 million contract. $30 million contract over six years for a yearly cap hit of five million. I found that you have to be very specific when you're writing these questions. Otherwise, the machine just kind (laughs) of runs away with its answer. Uh, all right, so Andrew McDonald's contract was signed prior to my knowledge cutoff date of, uh, in September of 2021. At that time, he had the reputation as a solid defenseman with the ability to contribute defensively. However, his contract was often considered to be an overpayment by the Philadelphia Flyers who signed him to the deal. The $5 million annual cap hit for a defenseman like McDonald was seen as quite high, especially considering his production and overall impact on the ice. Some critics argued that the contract hindered the Flyers' salary cap flexibility as it limited their ability to sign or retain other players. Additionally, McDonald's performance did not consistently justify his salary, leading to further scrutiny. It's important to note the player valuations can change over time and opinions on contracts can vary. Therefore, it would be beneficial to seek more recent sources or updates together uh, to gather the latest opinions on Andrew McDonald's contract. Now, I will say there are no latest um, sources because he doesn't play in the, in the NHL anymore because he stunk so bad after this contract he never played uh, hockey again. Yeah, that was pretty on the news. Right? It's good. I wonder if they just listen to our old podcast and this is... <laughs> it should be, we should be getting money from all this. <laughs> you, know Street, I, you know what else I learned? Podcast. PT. I PT. learned that uh, vo- text-to-voice 
those generators, they have some pretty hard uh, limits to how much text you can voice over, which is why, if you notice, the voice changes about halfway through the episode, because I hit my <laughs> limit very early on. Uh, and surprisingly enough, those were the best questions I got. I, I did like 20 questions, and I whittled it down to the ones that were the most reasonable or the funniest. So... You're welcome, everybody. All drafted, all drafted by the fans, of course. Yeah, of course. We opened up our mailbag. It's M and P Extravaganza, Pi M and P Pod Extravaganza at Gmail dot com. I think M and P Pod Extravaganza at Gmail dot com. If you want to send us fan mail or questions, anything you're interested in, let me know. Uh, shoot us an email. We'll read it on the air, or we won't. If your question sucks, uh, and that's that. So Doyle, how was your last week? I know you were busy. Doing Memorial Day things. Oh yeah, um, I went out paddleboarding for the first time. Oh, look really at fun. you! Yeah, my uh, lovely girlfriend got me a paddleboard and took me out to a lake nearby and taught me how to stand up on it. That's exciting. And my I, parents, my my parents want to buy paddleboards because um, their house backs up to a lagoon in Mystic Island. Oh, cool. And I'm like, you guys, I'm like, it looks easy, but you guys are not going to be able to manage standing up that quickly. <laughs> yeah, I stood up a few times. Luckily, didn't fall or fall in. Some um, of the people that live near them, they have, they bring like their dogs out and then their dogs are on their paddle boards too. It's, that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, you can like sit crisscross applesauce on i was doing that for a little while too uh, yes. on your knees pretzel legged if you will and there's no other name that it was ever called <laughs> shut up <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> all right so i think we stalled enough with our personal information we got a lot of flyer news to get down to today uh i don't know where you want to start what are you feeling i have notes on everything there is some prep that goes into the show listeners and if Doyle picks a topic yeah, well, I haven't made yeah. notes on, I'm going to be real bummed. Um, let's go with the very questionable Flyers playing outdoors in 2024. Ah, uh, yes. So I think the if it was rumored right last week, and I think it officially we got the NHL press emails uh, um, on Saturday, I believe. And it's now official. The Flyers will be one of four teams playing in MetLife Stadium. The game will be on February 17th, 2024, and they will be playing the Devils. A game I don't think needs to happen and will be in a complete embarrassment on a national stage for the Flyers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> at least this year they play the Devils pretty well, but... Yeah, I just feel yeah, like... Yeah, it does, not... They, they, it does well, not seem like a good idea. Yeah, they are like steering into this rebuild now, so the problem is... Um, they're gonna like let's say let's say they trade away some people this summer at the draft, uh, and then they got to go play the Devils, which are just just like ramping up to their playoff, like ten year playoff form from their rebuild. It's like it's just I don't know how well the game's gonna go. Yeah, and part of me still wants to buy a ticket though. I would buy a ticket, except I just don't want to go to MetLife Stadium. That's like the downside of it. Yeah, I mean, at least they're close enough. I don't know. I think that one's close enough to go to. I mean, it's a little bit further than the actual Devil Stadium, 
it's more of like a home game for the Devils because they're like what half an hour away from Rutherford, the Rock, the Prudential Center. Yeah. But the Rock. Uh, yeah, Newark. Dan Hilferty, he's quoted as saying, uh, "Outdoor games are a great way for our fans to come together to not only cheer on our team but take part in a unique, memorable experience as well." Good boy. They couldn't reach Keith Jones for comment because he's too busy still being an announcer. (laughs) (laughs) Turn on hockey games. And Keith Jones is like, oh, yeah, I think that's a good pass. Why is your president of hockey operations filling out his commentator contract? It's extra scouting. It's embarrassing. I was so you say that, but I was reading um, the Leafs fired Kyle Dubas. And the Penguins hired him. And the Leafs hired uh, Brad Travailing, tra- Traveling. Yeah. But they were saying that Brad won't be at the the Leafs draft table. Yeah. So, like, one, it seems ridiculous that, like, he's not at the draft table even though he's the GM. But it makes sense. And then, two, like, why would you – it just seems weird that they would hire him and be like, okay, you know, you're hired, but – you have no say in what we do, or else we get in trouble for tampering, I guess, like uh, like the NBA does. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's just he can't be at the table or he can't be involved in drafting at all. It sounds weird. I didn't get a lot of backstory on that. I just know that he's not going to be there. I assume Dubas won't be there either if they're going to kick out newly hired GMs. But you know who will be at the draft table for the Blue Jackets? Who's that? Mike Babcock. Oh, yeah, I did hear about that. Don't know if you've been paying attention to this. Mike Babcock is pretty much waiting on the cup finals to end so he can go ahead and uh, clear up whatever with the Leafs and then sign on with the Blue Jackets to be their next coach. And I find it hilarious that Johnny Gaudreau left Calgary because he reportedly didn't like Daryl Sutter, and now he has to deal with Mike Babcock. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. That's going to be great. Maybe uh, Gaudreau will force a trade, and then the Flyers can finally get him by trading Kevin Hayes and Ivan Provorov if Ivan Provorov isn't first traded to the Sharks. <laughs> oh, that's the new thing now? Ivan Provorov to the Sharks? Oh, no, my screenshot didn't save. Yeah, it was the uh, Andy and Rono guys. You know, like I have a new... Uh, I downloaded something for Chrome that blocks all of the blue check marks on Twitter because... Since you can buy them now, it's mostly just useless bullshit. Um, but uh, Andy and Rono did one of their posts, and they I think it was Provorov, Urson, and the seventh overall pick to the Sharks for the fourth overall pick. Um, and then they were saying that if I were the Sharks, I wouldn't do that trade, which seems ridiculous. But uh, I don't. I feel like getting all of that back for just the fourth overall pick maybe better even if Provorov stinks I don't know it's like what are the Sharks doing well I think they're in the same place the Flyers are right they're just kind of yeah they have like literally the worst defense contracts of all man right now yeah so they can get Provorov who has the most inefficient contract on the Flyers uh, based off some stats I'm not really sure how they calculated them I just know that one column is red and the other one is his cap hit. Yeah, I don't know how to read that one at all. I don't get it. But I guess for what's uh, goals, 
What's GSVA though? GS goals for against wins. <laughs> I don't know. Provorov's a minus point five, and his cap hits six point seven five. And then the next closest one is uh, what that Faraby point five, and his cap hits five million. I will say, Sanheim has a point eight, which is pretty bad, but it has his pre-extension cap hit, so it's just going to get worse from a, a contract standpoint when that kicks in July first. But, uh, yep. If you want to, oh, yeah, I don't really know how to read any of this, but yeah, if you want to, at Gritty Stand sixty nine posted this most inefficient contracts in twenty two twenty three. Um, I don't know why some of them are green and Provorov's is red, other than it's negative. But it just goes to show you that Provorov stinks, and we should trade him. Presumably to the Sharks for the fourth overall pick, and then they pick Mitchkov, and then Mitchkov stays in Russia, and the Flyers lose their draft pick. <laughs> I guess it just is trying to prove that all of their big money hits provide. Nothing. Like, they don't provide enough wins. I don't know. Uh, James Van Riemsdyk is at 1.4, which seems good. Seems... Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, but he's been dangled to free agency. You know who else is gone, Doyle? Who's that? If you're a big fan of the Friars, Flyers front office, Mike O'Connell, John Riley, and Shell Samuelson have been fired. The they... Friars? Yes. The They're... Um, old priests from the oh I was gonna go with like the French friars oh no I was going with um, like oil priest friars (laughs) bald monks (laughs) Uh, I don't know where friars originally were they are a member of the mendicant order in the 12th and 13th century superior general wore robes some were Dominicans Uh, anyway the um random bald spot with the hair around it yes the horseshoe the dry island or whatever bring it back to the flyers dry island so the flyers <laughs> got rid of all of uh all of those guys and they hired uh or they promoted a couple of guys so lynn mccauley is now an assistant general manager riley armstrong has been uh, promoted to director of player development and nick schultz is now the assistant to the director of player development i believe the nick schultz is probably the most surprising move because i was looking at his resume in the highest ranked thing was played 1,000 games, which is very good according to Ron Hextall. I mean, it is an achievement. Yeah, it's uh, good, all right. But uh, Alin McCauley, you may have, if you're unaware with his background, he was a pro scout for the Kings uh, when they won their two cups in 2012 and 2014. Then in 2018, he became a pro scout for the Flyers. And last year, February 2022, he was named their director of player personnel. So he got a nice promotion to assistant general manager. I feel like their drafts are okay. Um, It's the development that's really the problem. So Lynn McCauley doesn't set off any red flags for me necessarily, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Riley Armstrong, he uh, was the inaugural coach of the Maine Mariners in 2018. Then the Mariners didn't play for the COVID season. Uh, and then he immediately jumped ship to go to the Phantom or the Flyers coaching staff. Or no, he was an assistant for the Phantoms. That sentence is poorly worded. Wikipedia, you've disappointed me. Um, <laughs> he joined the Phantoms coaching staff, and now uh, he went from assistant coach on the Phantoms to the director of player development, which leads me back to the final hire, Nick Schultz, and to say that an assistant coach from the Phantoms was a better selection for the director of player development 
than the guy who has been with the team for all these years and has played a thousand games, which of course is very good. Yeah, maybe they just think that Nick Schultz would only be able to develop them to hopefully play a thousand games and not much else. Or maybe Nick Schultz stinks. Where is it? Oh boy. This guy. Nope. That's the wrong one. Is it under O? Oh, oh yeah, it's under O oh brother. Oh brother, this guy stinks. That's me and Nick Schultz. Fuck. All right. Well, anyway, there's your new hires. That's your uh, Danny Briere starts to retool the front office. I don't know how I feel about it. I guess it's fine. Um, are you concerned at all that Riley Armstrong is now your director of player development and it doesn't look like he couldn't even develop a resume that's impressive? <laughs> I mean, I guess, um, I don't know. I'm trying to go into all this optimistically, mostly because... There hasn't been any moves made yet, so you know the draft still hasn't happened. Free agency still hasn't hasn't happened. So for now, I'm going to look on up to what is the possibility of happening. But it is really just hard to you know judge based on nothing yet. Well. I'm curious to see how player development works out because really that's the I think everybody has acknowledged at this point that like the drafting wasn't the problem although Hextall picking Patrick over other better choices was an issue it's the general <laughs> lack of any sort of growth once they're drafted by the Flyers so true maybe we'll see a change I don't know it's better than nothing I guess I am concerned that Barry Hanrahan has not been fired uh, is he still riding that front-loaded contract uh, loophole? He's going to keep going until he retires. Yeah, he's going to get a gold watch. Barry, why do you deserve to stay? Remember that time that I saved us a bunch of money on Mike Richards and Jeff Carter, and then we traded them? <laughs> well, almost immediately <laughs> after they signed those contracts. That's a real bummer for them, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Living off his one-trick pony. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't get why he's still around, but I guess I Also like I don't feel I guess Danny Briere's talking it over with people, but also at the same time like Danny is stumping for these people and you're like, "Dude, you have not been doing this long enough to be like this is the guy I'm bringing in. I don't need anybody else's help here." <laughs> so, it's either going to go great or blow up in our faces, which is basically the last 12 seasons of Flyers hockey, so, you know, that's what I've come to expect. Yeah, I mean, he is that guy's definitely deserved to uh, not be here anymore. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I hope they like at least hire someone to as like a capologist or whatever. Um, I don't know if you saw any of like the uh, like Danny Briere. They've been doing like the press tour basically. Um, him and Keith Jones, but Danny Briere said something similar about how, you know, this team over the last like ten-ish years, basically since he's left, has just been, you know, stuck in the middle, mired in mediocrity. Which, yeah, which you know, at least he's recognizing and saying it, unlike the past GM that was here. To be um, fair, um, Ron Hextall did say it. And then Ron Hextall said yeah, he had a plan Ron to Hextall, fix it. 
But that's when well, he, exactly. He, that's when he was an asshole. Yeah, he basically was just like, "Well, we're just going to get a bunch of draft picks and try to <laughs> swing hard. But we're not going to be bad enough, and we're not going to trade anybody good enough off of our roster." Yeah, Ron was like, "I'm going to trade for a bunch of draft picks, and if you don't like that, everyone can eat shit, a big bag of shit." <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, yeah, just, uh, shit was not on the list of things that they couldn't eat. It was just pizza and wings. Yeah, the only one he really traded that netted them, like, you know, first rounders really was just Braden Shen. Yeah, and then they got... Uh, and one of those picks is uh, going to be turning into a second rounder next year, I believe. Yeah, Morgan Frost, right? They got Morgan Frost in Flyers legend Yuri Laterra, and then the pick that they got them, Jay O'Brien, and then Jay O'Brien was outright... Oh, wait, or was it... Actually, I think the Jay O'Brien was their pick, and they got um, the Morgan Farabee Frost was the Blues oh. pick. Wait, yeah, didn't they Farabee pick Morgan, Morgan Frost, Frost in that draft? Uh, Morgan Frost was the twenty. It was the Nolan Patrick draft. Oh, did they get a second pick from the Blues, and that's what they used to get Morgan Frost? I don't know. Yeah, Braden Shen traded yeah, the Blues by Flyers for Jury Laterra. Fly Philadelphia adds Morgan Frost to twenty-seven and Patrick at two. And both of them have been disappointments. No, they didn't get Nolan Patrick from trading. They did. Look, it's this article from NHL.com, June 24th, 2017. Are you telling me that NHL.com uh, generic writer is incorrect? Those two picks were, yeah. With the number 27 pick, the Flyers selected center Morgan Frost. They earlier selected Nolan Patrick. Yeah, this is the draft we're talking about. And then Braden yeah, Shen those... won the Stanley Cup, and Morgan Frost stinks. Yeah, and then the next pick that they got from Braden Shen was used to draft Joel Farabee. Uh, and then Yuri Laterra did a bunch of cocaine and uh, went down in a blaze of gunfire. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that. That's the Flyers news. I guess... Uh, Voted team's most party guy. He did like to hang out. I saw him doing blow once at Xfinity Live. Um, hold on. Allegedly. I never saw that. I'm lying. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so there's your Flyers news. That's pretty much all we got. Uh, I will. We can, unless you have anything else, we can wrap up on this little tidbit. Gary Bettman did his pre-Stanley Cup final State of the Union League address Saturday oh, evening. Boy. Uh, so the good news is that the player's escrow debt won't be paid off by the end of the season. Uh, and that translates to a $1 million salary cap jump next season uh, with, a, in quotes, a much larger bump expected for 24-25. So, They've been saying this for the last, like, three years now. Yeah, great news for when that Travis Sanheim extension kicks in and he goes from making 4.6 to $8 million. The Flyers will gain $1 million of extra space to offset that extra $4 million he's now making. He's not making $8 million. Yeah, he totally is. He's making $6.25. I don't believe you. I want to be angry about Travis Sanheim's contract. Has I mean, it's a bad contract, but he's not making that much money. I don't know. I think you're wrong. I know. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Wow. I really thought he was making $8 million a year. I mean, six is pretty bad. Oh, yeah. Okay, so his yearly cash is $8 million. Yeah, there was That uh, was the... 
Okay, but his cap hit comes in at 6'2". That's still too much, but all right. That's yeah, a bad contract. Yeah. Uh, Not $8 million. Also, bad news for Carter Hart. Um, hold on. Let's just go. Let's just do this again. Uh, let's talk about Allegedly. that. You, you... Yeah, hold on. Just everything we say here is... Allegedly. 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 That's ignorant. Okay, so uh, the there's reports that the 2018 investigation into the Hockey Canada scandal is now complete, and the report should be submitted to the NHL early this summer, I assume because they don't want to mess up the Stanley Cup Finals, which seems kind of fucked up because uh, it's been like six years. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to talk about that, but yes. Yeah. Yeah, pro- not a good look. But the bad news is is that if Hart's implicated, then... The Flyers didn't trade him, then they're stuck with him. Well, the rumor was be in jail, that allegedly. nobody, nobody who was affiliated or under investigation from that was getting traded. So, well, now they're saying that uh, they're not releasing it now because somebody who's implicated is still playing, and that guy is Brett Howden from the Golden Knights. Oh boy, that's the new line of that's the new line that's been taken here. Now I don't know. Take that with a grain of salt. It's, the report's probably going to come out, and then it's going to be like, uh, nothing happened. We don't know what you're talking about. This is all lies. <laughs> not the <laughs> signed by not Gary Bettman. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna well, he's gonna do what they do in trading space. He's gonna intercept the crop reports and just change it. <laughs> <laughs> nope, didn't find anything. <laughs> uh, but it's not funny. It's really sad for that victim who's uh not getting justice and carter hart if you did it i'm gonna be sour at you i'm gonna be real sour so i I hope for your sake you're clean bucko um speaking of carter hart though did you hear about the completely out of context danny briere is trading carter hart now you mean the completely reasonable statement where danny briere said he's going to trade carter hart for something better yes i did hear about it (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't the statement. <laughs> yeah, well, it was like uh, he said, "I'm going to listen to all." Uh, Danny Briere said, "I'm going to listen to all offers because, like, that's what you do." And then I don't know who took it and ran with it, but it was like, "Oh my God, Danny Briere hates him." <laughs> We're going to trade him for a bag of pucks. Oh God, it's over. At least we have Sam Erson. Although we're flipping him to the Sharks for the fourth overall. So who knows, man? Who knows? Yeah. Lost Ivan Fedotov. So what's our options here? Yustamanko and uh, Felix Sandstrom. Uh, well, used to, I don't even know if they sell the rights to Yustamanko, but they have that other guy in Russia. Oh, Fedotov? No. I was going to say, uh, he's staying Kolsov. forever. He decided. Fedotov decided he it would be better for him to play for... CSK, whatever, wherever. Yeah, although, I don't know. I, I heard recently that the Flyers within the organization think differently about that. Think differently about Ivan Fedotov? Yeah, they can, like, still get him here. But, I don't like, it doesn't make sense to me. Cause he's... Do you want him, like, at this point? Because if he can just be pulled back by Russia at any time, it seems like not the greatest player to stake all your eggs in one basket. Well, yeah, and if you don't get him, what, if you wait, like, a whole year or whatever, he's going to be 28? Well, he'd be just hitting his prime, though. Yeah. 
We'll see. Mm. The other guy is supposed to be really good too. He's putting up like Sorokin, Shesterkin numbers right yeah. now. It's a, what was his name? Igor Flerbel, Verbal Jabrin? No. It is, I think it's like Alexei Kolosov. Biff Kolos, Kolosmir. Johnny Papsmir. <laughs> no, what were you going to bring up? I'm sorry. I sidetracked you with uh, the Carter Hart allegedly, but you, I think you were going to say something. Well, that's what it was, is that the Danny Breer thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll be... Uh, listen, I hope that they extend Hart and Hart's not implicated and everything's fine because I feel like Hart is probably the way you want to go, but I appreciate that Danny Breer is looking for possible trades because they do need to kind of find scoring and you're not going to do that by picking seventh in the draft and then hoping everything else works out because I think free agency kind of sucks this year. Yeah, free agency especially on defense is not good this year and if you do trade Provorov to whoever the Sharks say you get like <laughs> or like Columbus or I don't even know I don't even know who else is rumored to be into I guess I think the Blues were someone else who is interested in him but now that what's what happens is now that Babcock's fired, you're going to see the exodus from Columbus for players that hate him. Cause I feel like a lot of people don't like Mike Babcock. Yeah. I mean, that was the, uh, that was the, the scuttlebutt about, um, Mitch Marner when he was there. Right. So here's what we do. We go to Columbus. We go, your star player's not happy. Flyer star player's not happy. It's Kevin Hayes, right? We do a one for one flip Hayes for Goudreau. That way, we jam it up Hayes' ass because he wants to play with him. And we get Johnny Goudreau to right or wrong that Chuck Fletcher boned us on. Thoughts? I don't think that's going to happen, Jeffrey. Do you think that reasonably, though, it might happen? Unfortunately, no. (laughs) Are you telling me there's a chance? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. It just sucks. It sucks all around. Especially now because I have to watch the goddamn Golden Knights in the Stanley Cup final. And like, yeah, isn't that a bummer? Uh, Let's talk about that article title. Yeah, I was, that's where I was. I was leading towards. So the Golden Knights have been in existence what, like, all of six years. Uh, yeah. And I sent you and Joe. I got a screenshot from an article that was written by an NHL columnist. I'm not going to give you his name because it's as bad as the Walrus. Uh, the headline is. Devotion of Golden Knights fans never wavered between trips to Cup Final. Community embraced team from beginning, making it part of their lives. Oh no, <laughs> you went a whole six years between Cup Finals, and you didn't lose your whole uh, fan base and almost moved to Kansas City. Wow, that's super impressive, guys. Uh, <laughs> bully for you, <laughs> fucking idiots. It does bug me. You got the Golden Knights are in two Stanley Cup final. The Kraken have already made it to a conference final. Like they made the expansion team so good. They so good from the start that like it gives them a, a super unfair advantage. The Kraken weren't It's not like they were good. Like they weren't Golden Knights good their first year. I think they just got lucky. They had like a lot of good like just depth players. Yeah, the Kraken did not get as successful in the expansion draft as the Golden Knights did because the Golden Knights were like, we'll totally not pick this person if you trade us all the stuff. And then they did whatever they wanted anyway. 
Um, yeah, basically. And they amassed like a super awesome lineup. They also hit on some play like William Carlson. Like he was good with Columbus, but like he really got much better yeah, with the Golden Knights. I think the biggest one was still um, Riley Smith and Marchessault. Yeah, it's like guys Florida. guys just needed more playing time to be good, basically. And Vegas yeah. gave it to them. And now they're in the Stanley Cup final again. Beat the Panthers pretty handily on Saturday night, like 6-2. to two. And now everyone's calling Aiden Hill the new Michael Layton. Oh, boy. Yeah. Except, I don't think that's what you want to be referred to. I don't know. Well, if Aiden Hill wins the Stanley Cup, he'll be better than Michael Layton. It just well, all yeah. depends on his five hole. I was going to say, or if he lets up a series losing five hole goal in overtime. To Patrick Kane. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he, there's been no movement on him. I haven't seen anything. I think he's still in a UFA. Not even like a hint of where he's going to go. He had a hip shaving surgery done. Yeah, I know. Like he can't say like, "Oh, I'm signing here," but there's not like I haven't even seen any talk about where he's going to end up. And usually, there's at least like, "Oh, Patrick Kane was in Chicago eating hot dogs." You know what that means? He went back to punch a cabbie. <laughs> I think anybody that signs him, I think he's going to be out for like four to six months. So the Flyers can finally right their wrong and get him and Jonathan Taze on veteran deals is what you're saying yeah that's exactly what i'm saying all right you heard it here folks flyers will sign jonathan taze and patrick kane this summer <laughs> yeah, like if, assuming jonathan taze can still play hockey because like i think he can right he finished out the season with the blackhawks um it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to bring them in on short-term deals if they wanted to play here i mean i don't i feel like at this point they probably want to go somewhere and win, but they also already have three Stanley Cups. So, like, do they really care? You know? Are they taking the Claude Giroux approach where they don't really care about winning? They just really care about money and personal preference? <laughs> I just would like them. Because I like an old, washed up player on my team. <laughs> It's V that well, we go go back to the Blackhawks pool after we pulled Tony Amante from them in 2004 or whenever that yeah, was. Yeah, I lived that stuff. <laughs> Joel Otto, Paul Coffey. I remember Adam Joel Otto. His number, was he wearing, it was in the 80s or 90s? Was his jersey number like 99 or 98? Uh, yeah, I think he was up there. What a cool guy. Uh, he's the 29th best flame of all time. I wonder where he ranks on the Flyers list. <laughs> I mean, he only played for the Flyers for like two or three years. The Flyers did that for a lot of guys. Like you said, Paul Coffey, and then they got I think Chris Gratton was there for a while, like a year and two. No, was the big, that was the biggest. He got he got paid so much money at the time to be absolute. Yeah, garage. and then I still have his little, do you remember like the headliner? The statues with the big heads? Yeah, yeah. Yep. still have my Chris Gratton one. Which, I think I had a Mike Madonna one. Which seems silly. I had a couple. There was a Lindros one. There was a Leclerc one. It was like Gratton was always the weird one because you were like, oh, it was like all the big flyers you think of. And then, oh, shit, I got Chris Gratton. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, well, I think we did it. Oh, hold on. Uh, they 
I wanted to bring this up. Uh, they asked Gary Bettman why he's so patient with the Coyotes. And want to hear Gary Bettman's response? It's a quote. It's a no good boy. market. We're in a better position to resist moving than maybe 20 or 30 years ago. So straight from the horse's ass, oh, Gary Bettman. <laughs> uh, it's a good hockey market. You have you have this right. The team can't even get a stadium deal in place. You have the players not making their escrow payments, which means the salary cap's not going up. Which means the players have to fork out more money. Like we're coming on, like we're coming up to an impasse soon, right? Like I feel like the NHLPA is gonna flip shit. That the NHL yeah they already said they're playing at Mullet Arena again next year, right? Uh yeah, well I think they have to because they were banking on. They, they were banking on the stadium, but they went to Mold Arena on the basis that the stadium was going to get approved and they'd only have to play there for like two years and they would move into this new 18,000 seat place. But now that that's gone because they voted it down, the NHL is scrambling to find somewhere for them to play, but no town wants them. Uh, so they will just continue playing at Mold Arena, I guess, until the Board of Governors steps in and moves the team to Salt Lake City because that's the new rumor. <laughs> Salt Lake City wants a hockey team and they want it now apparently I mean that's interesting I guess could you imagine going to a hockey game in Salt Lake City I'll have uh, two Molsons please you gotta drink them behind that curtain or you can't drink them at all <laughs> so, women can't see you drinking beers or whatever weird Mormon shit we do <laughs> can I have coffee absolutely not that's as bad as beer <laughs> So I don't know. I I guess uh, I've heard Houston, Salt Lake City's taken up this huge mantle. So maybe Salt Lake City will get uh, the Coyotes when they when they move. And then also apparently Atlanta has that super cool. I don't know if I talked to you about this or I talked to Joe about this, but Atlanta is like fin- putting the finishing touches on like a two billion dollar like Xfinity Live type project, um, and they're gonna have like a whole gigantic stadium for like a hockey team to play in. Oh wow. Yeah, and like that solves the problem because like the, apparently the only reason the Thrashers moved was like the ownership was losing rights to the building or something, and the Thrashers had nowhere to play. <laughs> so the NHL, so the NHL was like, "Oh, cool, we'll send them right back to Winnipeg." But uh, Arizona's like, "We can play in this college barn for two more seasons." And Gary Bettman's like, "Whatever you need to do, buddy, you know, figure it out. We got all the time in the world." Yeah, Arizona's playing in like one of the like NHL twenty twenty three like creator rank level <laughs> like yeah like level three eshl stadiums dude they showed a they showed a picture of the locker room and it was like literally like the black dividers that they it's like the pvc pipes with the black sheets and like they put them up to like keep privacy and i'm like oh man this is not nhl quality like imagine you grind your whole way through the ahl and then you get to the nhl and you're like this locker room sucks worse than some of the echl places i've been (laughs) (laughs) all five thousand fans roaring fans it's got to be loud that's a plus you know because like the spectrum is small and super loud but who's really going who's really going to mullet arena to watch the coyotes play I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, they're almost guaranteed to sold out every night. They only play in a 5,000-seat place. I don't even know. I could look this up, but I really don't feel like it. What their attendance numbers were like once they switched to the smaller arena. Because, like, 
they obviously can't give away that many. T- like, I feel like the Flyers and all the teams goose their numbers by saying, like, oh, the gate tonight was, like, 17,000. But that counts all the tickets they, like, gave away. And, like, the season ticket holder tickets. Like, even if they don't show up, they count them as, like, sold. Yeah. But not this year. No, uh, if uh, Flyers Twitter is to be believed, there's going to be empty stands at the Wells Fargo Center for another year. So maybe we're just as bad as the Coyotes. Maybe we should downsize to a 5,000-seat arena. Well, here's what I'll tell you is that they did like over so average attendance for this year <laughs> did they not even put the coyotes on here oh here we go uh 4600 all right so that's almost a sellout yeah total throughout the year they only had 188,600 people are the flyers on that list too the Flyers averaged 17,635. Whoa, that is lying about numbers for sure. I mean, you saw oh, yeah. you saw the pictures. Every beat writer took the chance to be like, oh my God, the bowl's so empty. Everyone hates this team. Well, and I think it's also accounted for like sold tickets. So it's like not necessarily people that actually have to show up. Yeah. Yeah, dark times ahead. Or Danny Bear's going to fix everything at the draft. When, uh, you know, we don't know. That's what I got to look forward to. Yeah, I just hope they do something. At least something's happening. I think that we would really benefit, though, if there were more places you could buy delicious, expensive milkshakes on the concourse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or if they could move a Chick-fil-A in, because I love them nuggies and waffle fries. They wouldn't be open on Sunday games, though. That's fine. I'm not going to go to hockey games on Sunday for the most part. Or just do what they did to Lorenzo's. Kick them out, open up another gigantic pizza place in all like the same spot using all the same things, and then just call it like Big Pizza Co. <laughs> you know? They'll call it like Chicken Nugget Co. But they'll just it's be like they'll cardboard over the Chick-fil-A logo, and it's just handwritten. <laughs> Chicken Nugget Incorporated. I would eat a Chicken Nugget Incorporated. That's all I've got to say about that. I wish I had that sound clip, actually. Got to get that. I'll make a note of that. Anyway, guys, we're coming up on uh, 43 minutes here of rousing Flyers talk. If you don't have anything else, Doyle, I think we can put this one to bed. I mean, the only other thing I was going to say is, like, now they're trying to hopefully move Tony D'Angelo. Ah, yes. Tony D, buyout candidate on the trade block. Well, see you later. Don't buy. Yeah, don't buy him out. Just trade him. Well, I hope and they if you have don't. To wait to look at mine, just do that. People have been. I don't understand this need for. There's a year left on the contract. You could just let it ride and trade him at the deadline, or you could retain salary via buyout for like three years. Doesn't make sense. Why would you want that extra? Like you're going to saddle yourself long-term for an issue that like, it's not, it'll solve itself in a year. And it's not like you're going to be winning a Stanley cup this year. I feel like the teams already acknowledge that. So just don't trade him unless you're going to get something decent back from him. Yeah. And then we're, yeah, just wait till the deadline and then do whatever. Yeah. He'd be good somewhere. Trade him back to Carolina. Carolina wanted him just not for 5 million. Chuck Fletcher was like, good news. I don't know what money is. So I'll sign whatever you want. <laughs> I have a I have a blank check. Isn't that great? 
And they're like, Chuck, you uh, you, you used up the whole salary cap uh, signing two players. So we still need like four forwards. <laughs> yeah, and so bad that you're being penalized next year for another million dollars. <laughs> it's all their bonuses. Nick Delorier was never supposed to play more than five games. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what are you going to do, you know? I guess yep. I'll just keep watching the Panthers and the Golden Knights uh, go through the Stanley Cup final, hating life because the Vegas Golden Knights are just cap cheaters and the Panthers were actually bad for a long time and built correctly and have a really good team. Yeah, I really hope the Panthers win. Yeah, I would prefer that they win because, honestly, I hate Vegas. I know that they're doing like everything within the rules, but I still think it's a bag of shit. So. Yeah. I'll take I'll take uh, Florida any day. Yeah, that's here's what I have to say about Vegas. You motherfucking cocksuckers! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that, I think we're done now, right? All right, I'll take that for a yes. I can't hear you. I said with that, I think we're done now. No. So, everybody, thanks for listening. It's been another great week of the MP podcast. If you've made it this far, remember to go to phillygoat.com. Use promo code MPPOD for 10% off your order. The discount is as much or little as you make it. So, if you buy more things, you save more money. Don't be cheap, all right? It's embarrassing for you. It's embarrassing for us. It's directing you there. You can buy one thing. Why, like, why even bother? Get like three or four, you know? If you're going to, you know, pay for shipping, you might as well get your money's worth. Fuck buys a hat. Buy a $30 hat, pay $10 for shipping. It's ridiculous. It's one third of the hat. You're out of control. But if you get a hat and a hoodie, T-shirt, then you're at 100 bucks. Shipping's not so bad. And then, bam, 10% off. MPPod, phillygoat.com. Go buy now. This has been another episode of the M&P Podcast. Please like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Well, see you later.